Welcome to the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. This is your number one crypto podcast to hear directly from the movers and shakers, innovators and disruptors in the cryptocurrency industry. Follow on Twitter for updates and to communicate directly at Wolf Big Dog. That's at Wolf Big D-A-W-G. Now, now, here is your host, the one and only Big Dog Crypto. And welcome to the latest episode of the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. I'm your host, Big Dog Crypto, Jessica Walker. We have you on this episode. Jessica, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. First interview of 2022. So it's good to be here. It is very cool. Very cool. I'm like, can't believe it's already a new year. And then, of course, new year, new charts. What are your, I mean, talk about a day to be on. What are your thoughts with Bitcoin right now? New year, red market. And a lot of people were actually predicting some significant moves in January for a lot of people that have been in the space for quite a few years. We are used to quite bearish Januaries anyway. So personally, to be honest, I was actually being pretty risk averse. I did buy some more Bitcoin today and also when it was 50k a few days ago so i was a little bit disappointed that it dropped even lower uh, than the 50k that i bought at in the new year when i was in the uk with my family i think it is just to be expected i think people do just have to kind of withdraw from these short-term charts at the moment just to get a little bit of perspective and just really look at the longer-term goal here uh, these dips and people taking profit is really to be expected in this space especially this time of year you know people have had an expensive uh, expensive december and they're looking to really accumulate and kind of reposition but i do think with such a strong fundamentals that we're seeing in the industry now also with such strong platforms that are coming out when it comes to staking incentives i'm not expecting as much cash out in crypto winter as some of our viewers might remember from 2016 2017 2018 I'm really not preparing for something as drastic as that. So I always say, guys, if you are experiencing your first crypto dip that's quite significant, hold on, stay calm, don't do any sudden selling that might hurt you in the long term. Um, and we just have to kind of wait it out, you know? So, you know, speaking of that, you talk about your family and, and crypto. I always like to ask people because, you know, you look at, like, we're in this space, we want adoption, we want, mm-hmm. we, you know, more and more people getting into it. But let me ask you this you've been in the space a while. A few years ago, talking about crypto versus talking about it now, like, like, what is their thought? You know what I mean? Like, I'm always interested, like, the you know, families that, let's say before, like, oh, I don't want to touch it. I don't know what it is. Now they're like, oh, I saw it going up. Like, like, what do they say about it? It's really interesting you said that because my mom actually bought Bitcoin back in 2018. So she's been holding for, for quite some while. Yeah, so she's been doing pretty good with crypto. So I have to give her a shout out there. I was home in the UK for Christmas and my grandmother kind of pulled me aside and went, I don't mean to be rude, but what do you actually do for a living? And I was like, you know, Nana, don't worry. Sit down, let me tell you about it. And I think it's really refreshing. Anyone that will know, trying to take a few steps back, grandparents that don't even have internet connection trying to explain to them what cryptocurrency is, is a little bit of a whirlwind. Um, But I think for people, my brother, for example, is 25 based in London, and he has no real like savings account or doesn't even really know where to start with investing. And now there is such easy platforms. There's such an easy user interface that it's a really nice way to onboard people. There's things like crypto.com, BlockFi, all these really accessible things where you've got tangible cards as well. And also you can earn interest, which for people that use bank accounts normally, 
in our generation are amazed at the potential. So I'm really proud to be in the space this time around because I appreciate it so much more. I think I first did my first interview on Bitcoin in 2015 and it was impossible to find information. It was the user interface of exchanges was really, really difficult. Then it was hard to try and onboard friends, family members. But now this is the time where you can actually, with just a few applications and a few videos on YouTube, you can really easily kind of bridge that information gap. So this is the easiest time. I'm so happy to be in the space right about now. Um, and I think the platforms make it a lot easier for people that are looking to get involved. I mean, there's there's no doubt about that. Like you said, I, I, you've been in that long, so you've seen the progression, you know, over the past few years. And, and now people that are getting into it, um, you know, that's one of the things that I wanted to ask you. For somebody new in the space, what is your advice for, you know, somebody gets in, let's say they heard, they, they saw Bitcoin in the news or they, they, they saw Musk tweeting about Dogecoin, whatever it may be. And they say, hey, look, Jessica, I want to learn about it. How do I find out more about the space? What are the best ways to learn? Sure. And I actually do get quite a lot of these questions on Instagram for people that I used to go uh, study at home with in the UK and that kind of thing. First, if I say do your own research, I think there are so many amazing content creators in the space, but you have to look at people that are crypto agnostic. They're not pushing one specific token because that can throw you off a little bit. And especially if they're pushing one specific exchange with leverage trading to sign up as well. Really be careful when you first sign up. And uh, I've done several interviews with uh, CEOs of exchanges. and They've always said, look, you know, trading is a skill in itself and people do have to learn how to trade. So maybe start with investing before you jump straight in with trading. I know trading sounds amazing and exciting, but Take it one step at a time. So do your own research, first of all. Find a, a collective of different content creators that you can kind of neutralize and really help you with a, with an equal steady flow of resource and information. Then I would say invest rather than trade. So DOS collar averaging with purchasing Ethereum and Bitcoin is a great way to start. So you're not jumping in with one big bulk load of say 100 or 500 or even 1,000 euros. You're kind of slowly moving that in. And that gives you a little bit more room for... Uh, the kind of protection against volatility because as we know in the past few days markets do dip and markets do dip eight percent at a go which if you're a new investor that is terrifying you know you open your portfolio and you say where's all this money gone i had it two days ago so uh call averaging as well and also be careful of kind of these telegram groups and these twitter handles that might potentially have scam accounts as well we've seen a lot of those where they actually duplicate cryptocurrency investors and one thing that i saw recently the past uh, two weeks is actually make sure that you're using the correct domain name so OpenSea actually has several fraudulent mimicking OpenSea accounts. So really make sure you're, well, every time you're going on exchange on a PC, make sure you're using the actual account. Always check domain names, check wallet addresses when you're sending over crypto um, and just enjoy the process. It's such an exciting journey to get into. So enjoy finding some content creators that work for you because there's so many in the space now with different kind of quirks and different ways of presenting uh, that you really can kind of ease your way into it from TikTok all the way through to YouTube and podcasts like this one. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, you know, what, what you're saying something is very honest, but the challenge with, 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 with this is that what you're saying, which I completely agree with, is you know when you're trying to trade, you have to be so careful. The problem is, and you know this, people see something online, they see you know so and so got into whatever you know dog coin and made a thousand x, and they go from coin to coin to coin, right? And they you know they they sell at the wrong time. They buy, and I think that's the challenge is that like you said, DCA historically that's always been the best way to do it. But the problem is people want to trade, and I think it's fair to say, and I don't know the exact numbers here, but. Not everybody can be a great, you know what I'm saying? Like they're going from coin to coin, you watch them get wrecked. And it's like, and you've seen that, like, it's just, that's hard to say. What you're saying is accurate, but I feel like a lot of people, like, 
they want to chase the gains. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it happens again and again. Exactly. And I think people have to remember that it's kind of the same with gambling when it comes to you'll always hear the success stories, but people will never tell you their horror stories because it kind of is a, a little bit of a, a damaging thing. And I actually filmed a video for CoinMarketCap maybe three months ago for Halloween special called Crypto Horror Stories. And I asked all the crypto YouTubers that were in Dubai, like, guys, be honest here, tell us your crypto horror stories. And for anyone that doesn't want to check it out, there were some amazing, like some guys who borrowed money off their girlfriends or told them and then accidentally lost it or trading. And it was a really honest conversation because a lot of the time with these top tier YouTubers, you see the Ferraris, you see the big villas and you go, oh my God, why can't I have all that? But that also is, is hard work, of course, but there is some hard turmoil times that come with it too. So I think people do have to be some level of sensible uh, and also diversify. So you could say, okay, I'm going to invest 500 euros. 400 of that, I'm going to invest in these safer, larger cap coins. But this 100 euros I'm going to keep, this is the stuff that I can really try and flip on these 2000 market cap meme coins or NFT tokens, these things that are a little bit more risky. And if I lose the money, it's not the end of the world. But if it does 100x, like you see, or Shiva Inu, but I, I don't even know how much percent that gains. If it is one of those tokens that plays off, that's fantastic. But I would not say make that your one big all-in chips bet. I would say at least have a large percentage in a safer safer portfolio strategy, but keep 10%. If you are that kind of risky, you know, you like to thrill a little bit, you can still tap into it, but it's on a more secure level. You can probably sleep a little bit better at night. That is some sage trading advice. <laughs> that is exactly it. It's a dilapidated casino I've never seen. You know what I mean? <laughs> so you always see it. Uh, you just brought up Dubai. Um, Dubai is, is just going wild. I was there a couple months ago and I was just shocked how many crypto people are there. Um, you spent time in Dubai. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on it? Dubai has been amazing. I think the first reason Dubai has such a big crypto hub is because while everywhere in Europe was starting to shut down due to COVID, Dubai had this open door policy. It's very easy to set up a company here. They're very welcoming and you can really integrate very well at a very good entry point. There's so much events going on and they're very entrepreneur friendly. So first of all, for that reason, it's easy to flock to Dubai and it's easy to go, wow, I can set up a company in, in three months and I can set up a bank account in one day. This is incredible. I used to live in a Mediterranean island, which is Malta. And things weren't as speedy there so this was definitely appealing to me um and i think from then on also there is a lot of people that just really are well educated they work really hard and they enjoy helping other businesses grow so there is this thriving energy in the space which is really really contagious it's really exciting and i know you were saying that you've been to some events that are in dubai there is crypto events every single week and in high uh, traffic seasons almost every day. So right now, obviously with COVID things have died down just a little bit, but things are really thriving here. And it's really interesting to see people that fly in. So you mentioned CZ had kind of flown into Dubai and you do see Wolf of Wall Street was attending some crypto conferences. Um, in Abu Dhabi. So the quality of people that come by are people that are kind of show-stopping and you go, whoa, for a second, what is going on in Dubai? Everyone seems to be there. And um, so for anyone that is watching this, thinking about it, absolutely come check it out for a week. And I'm sure there'll be crypto events during that time. And you'll see quite a few familiar faces from the YouTube and crypto scene, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. I, and I found, I found it so welcoming. I was like, this is, because I had never been there before. And I'm like, this is just, it was so cool. And it was like, like, you know how it is. You just, you meet so many people from crypto Twitter or whatever. And it's just like, it was, it was awesome. So I can't wait definitely to go back. Um, But you've been in crypto for a while. I, I always like to know from every guest, because this is really important to me. How did you mm -hmm. personally get crypto? When did you hear about 
you know, what did you hear about crypto for the first time ever? Really, my story, I think, is is pretty different to everyone else's because I actually learned about crypto from the banks. So normally everyone goes, the banks are terrible. I am all in crypto. I used to work for a Swiss bank as a financial journalist. Uh, and I was working between Eastern Europe, Latvia and Geneva in Switzerland. And when I was in Geneva in Switzerland, I would stay for kind of two months at a time. And I would conduct maybe 10 interviews per day with asset fund managers, CEOs of banks. And it was on very high level currency pairs forecast outlooks, these kind of topics. And people started to come in and say, oh, actually, I've left, I've left this role and I'm in a new role now. I've launched this blockchain company. And this was 2015. So actually, um, you can go back on YouTube and there's interviews on like the blockchain of Bitcoin all the way back in 2015, where I actually had no idea what the person was saying, because at this point, it was a different language. And I think something that has really changed since then is People were speaking a tech language and they weren't able to translate it to help normal people understand. It wasn't been able to be heard in layman's terms. So I found it really interesting. I didn't actually start investing until 2016. But as soon as I started to invest, I started to see quite significant gains quite quickly. I think 2017 was where, even till today, it was where I'd made the most gains percentage-wise in my crypto portfolio. And suddenly I was like, well, this is incredible. I went to a conference in Russia in 2017 in November before the massive bull run. And I was the only English-speaking journalist because I really just wanted to tap into this market where there was no crypto content creators really that were kind of on the ground that had worked in kind of mainstream media before. Uh, so I definitely found an opportunity there. And I remember the internet advisor to Putin had turned up to this conference and it was blockchain life. The conference still runs. It's a fantastic conference. But suddenly I was like, oh, my God, this is so much bigger than people realize it's going to be. You know, this is crazy. And I wish people could see how large the industry is going to grow. So since then, I made it my mission to move full time into crypto. Um, I started working with News BTC, which is a media outlet, and I was their head of YouTube. I then moved to Malta to launch a blockchain TV station uh, that was kind of doing rolling market updates. And then I went for an AIBC, which is an event company. So I was really kind of tapping into every tier from the marketing perspective, from events to media to rolling news, just to learn as much as I can, gain as big a network as I can. Um, and obviously now I'm kind of creating my own content. I do a few marketing roles and I'm with CoinMarketCap as well. So I'm so happy with where the journey has led me because I really feel like I've been able to witness every single element of this space grow. Um, and I have friends that have kind of been asking me on and off every year, oh, I need to know about crypto, I need to know about crypto. And this year they're like, okay, now I really need to know about crypto. Um, for everyone that's watched it grow, it's been wild. It's been so insane to see how much the industry's grown. And, and people that you remember meeting, I first met CZ in Malta in 2018 uh, with the president of Malta, actually. It was the very a very bizarre meetup setup. And since then, to see how much Binance has grown has been remarkable. Um, so it's been a journey. I wouldn't have changed anything. That's awesome. You know, you're actually the perfect guest. I've never asked a guest this before, but you are the perfect one to ask this because you have an extensive media background, and particularly in crypto. Um, I know, at least for me, like when I'm watching stuff, you know, 2017, 2008, you know, it was it was mentioned in the fringe here and there. There weren't many articles in the newspaper, but wherever it online. Now, like Wall Street Journal has them all the time. When you look at crypto coverage, and I'm talking on the mainstream, and I don't care if it's you know, any of the networks or whatever, I mean, from a from a broadcast or from a from a from a from a journalist, I mean, like how does that how does it blow you away? But you know what I'm saying? Like, like, what do you think about it now? 
you know, watch it. It's amazing. There's there's so much demand for mainstream media to understand about this space. So in the last month, I was interviewed by TRT World on NFTs and the metaverse, and also Bloomberg on how to give NFTs as Christmas gifts. And I think these large media um, production houses are really realizing there is huge search demand for these kind of phrases and these kind of phrases coming from reputable media sources so they're really understanding now and i wouldn't be surprised if they start advertising for cryptocurrency specialists within those roles just because it's such an in-demand in-search topic and we're seeing youtubers doing an amazing job bridging that information gap but i do think with the wave of people and organizations that we're going to see coming in the next year and it's a specialist topic. You can't just write about NFTs on one day and then move back to your normal financial reporting the next day. You need to actually be fully integrated. As you know, the space moves 100 miles an hour. So I do think it's definitely something where we're going to see more and more coverage and we're going to see more specialist coverage from people that are in the space um, because the industry is not going anywhere. Well, I, you know, that that kind of leads to the next question about adoption. I mean, we, we've watched how things have gone. You've been in the space long enough. You've seen the progression. We're early 2022 now. Um, you know, and it's kind of hard to ask because, you know, we like you said, you said it moves so quick and it does. But when you look at the adoption and let's say one, two, three, four, five years, are there a couple of things that you want to see, whether it's, it's, it's payments being accepted everywhere, you know, along with Visa, MasterCard, whatever, you know, are there a couple of things or one thing in particular that you personally want to see for crypto adoption? Yeah, and that's that's a really good question. I think for me, I have worked quite closely with quite a few payment platforms. And I think one of the biggest issues that we saw was um, converting fiat into crypto and crypto into fiat so seamlessly. So what we're seeing now with some payment providers, we're seeing uh, Fluidify is a great example. They're launching very soon. They're Swiss regulated and insured by Lloyds Bank. Uh, Castor, which is by the Moon Call, has recently launched. These payment platforms will actually allow you to get paid in your cryptocurrency. You can kind of convert things for free. Uh, the ease of use is incredible. And I think this is something we're going to see. So we already saw people start to get paid in cryptocurrency and receive their paychecks like the, the mayor of miami the mayor of new york we also saw large sports stars like aaron Rodgers start to get paid in bitcoin uh, so this was a huge acceptance point and a really big marketing for bitcoin actually because these big names that aren't necessarily in the space with a loyal fan base saying you know i get paid in bitcoin because why not it's a really really good uh, store of value i'm expecting in the next three to five years and i personally would like to see a lot more people choose to get paid in crypto, choose to spend things in crypto, choose to use their crypto cards so they can gain rewards and incentives. And I think that will just give the industry so much more um, market cap, first of all, also legitimacy. And I think it would reassure so many people that employers would give you the option, that your banks would give you the option, or that you would choose a new form of bank. And maybe banks might be obsolete in the way that we know in five years. Uh, so I think the next five years are going to be really significant for the space. Uh, I can't say which way it's going to go, but I know that based off how things are here in Dubai, uh, I'm really expecting more paychecks in crypto, more kind of, you can buy property here, you can rent cards here, you can buy cards here. So it is a store of value. It is being used as a form of currency here. I would like that to be expanded to, to wider regions around the world. I, got, I have to share your view on that because that's, I want to see the same thing. I mean, I totally, when you see, like you said, the, the mayor of Miami taking it and then the different uh, NFL players and other players. Um, and then, you know, it gets something too about conversion. Because <clears throat> that's to me one of the big things I look at is, is one of the big things coming up is converting, right? Because, you know, people want to convert, why not? But I think a lot of people are going to want to, they're going to choose to keep. You know what I mean? You have a lot of people taking their salary in Bitcoin. Hey, you know what? I'm going to hold this long term. And I think 
yeah, I mean, that just fosters more adoption. So I think that's, that's fantastic. Um, so Bitcoin price prediction, I always love to ask this because it's always kind of funny. Like people, they say, can you guarantee the price prediction? I said, look, I can guarantee you, give me five bucks and that I'll go to Starbucks, get you a cup of coffee, right? I don't, <laughs> I can't guarantee it. But what would you, and I, I listen, what is the range this year you see? And I'm not going to, I'm not going to ask the price. I'm going to say, what is the range between the lowest what and the, the highest? So this is a really good question. And you know what, to be completely honest, I am constantly accumulating Bitcoin. I am what you kind of refer to on Twitter as a Bitcoin maxi. You know, I kind of believe that is the one thing that I would choose to put money into. And then everything else I enjoy is like a little bit of fun investing. But I am renowned for coming on interviews like this and completely going the opposite way. So if I have a bearish price prediction, you know the price is going to be bullish. And if I have a bullish price prediction, you know the price is going to go down. So I always like to stay clear of Bitcoin price predictions. I do think that the... The range is interesting right now. I think every single part of element of news we're seeing is, is really bullish from the fact that we first saw last year Bitcoin ETF futures launch. Uh, and that correlated with the first all-time high in 2022. We're set to see Bitcoin spot futures launch, which could lead to another new all-time high. We saw El Salvador launch as legal tender. We're now seeing that Paraguay might do something similar. So all of these things are indicating for me as Bull signal, bull signal, bull signal. I'm really not bearish in my price prediction. Um, I don't like to give a number because I don't want to jinx the space because as you guys know, I'm holding too much Bitcoin for it to, to risk it and to jinx myself. But for me, I'm completely bullish on the space. And I think everything is pointing in one upward trend. Um, so I would say there's only 21 million left, guys. Go go get it. Go secure the bag. You know, you, you, you gave a lot of good advice, a lot of good suggestions in here, but you said DCA a few times, and I, I got to agree with you on that. And I think most people that, it, well, you know, that we all know, right, if you DCA it over the years, historically, you've done well. The problem is people panic and they freak out and it's like, don't do it. Just chill out, DCA, and you're going to be good. So, you know. Exactly. So, uh, okay. So in a couple other topics, uh, countries, uh, what is the country you've been to that you like the most? And if you're going to plane right now and fly somewhere, where would you go to? I would go to Asia. I've actually never been to Asia and I would love to go to Thailand, chill, learn how to surf, just relax, go off the grid a little bit. I think once you live in a country as built as Dubai, you crave the other end of the spectrum, which is something which is complete paradise and very, very relaxed. Favorite country that I've been to is a really good question. I think I used to live in Eastern Europe and Eastern Europe in summer is completely incredible. Malta in summer as well, Mediterranean island, the weather is fantastic. Uh, Dubai is a little bit too hot in summer. So if anyone's watching, thinking about booking a trip, avoid over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's boiling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful, but yeah, yeah. And then uh, your favorite food, what's your favorite food? Favorite food, I've got a sweet tooth. So anything like chocolate related is a go-go for me. I'm a complete, I could just skip like crisps, cheese. No, not for me. I'm... I'm a sweet tooth girl. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> Jessica, I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you coming Thank on the podcast. You. People want to reach out to you, uh, your channel and your Twitter. What's the best way to find you? Yeah, absolutely. So my Twitter is Jessica SMW. It stands for Sophie McIver Walker. Um, you can find me on there, also on Coin Market Cap's YouTube channel. Uh, and currently, if you go on Coin Market Cap right now and you Google, you'll find me holding a thumbnail of a plate with a Web 3.0 logo on it. So you'll see some of our videos on the Coin Market Cap homepage as well. So there's a lot of content to check out. Um, I'm also on Being Crypto's YouTube channel. So uh, enjoy and feel free to reach out on Twitter if you guys have any other questions because I love speaking to people that are looking to get into the space. That's awesome. Is it market cap like one of the highest ranked sites? You know what I mean? Like, 
<laughs> yes, uh, we recently got some new figures that it's the 57th most viewed website in the world. So for anyone that is saying crypto is probably nothing, um, that is testament in itself uh, that some months will record 900 million monthly page hits, which shows how often people are checking prices and how big the space is. You don't have to hold crypto. You don't have to actually buy and sell to be checking out prices and keep your eyes on the price. So that for me is the biggest bullish indicator. That's probably why I'm not planning to sell anytime soon. Very cool. Very cool. But that's good. I appreciate you taking the time to come on today. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. Uh, latest episode of the Big Dog Crypto Podcast, Jessica Walker. Thanks. You've been listening to the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. Follow on Twitter at Woof Big Dog. Woof Big D A W G. And run faster than the competition. Woof Woof.